0: This program is sponsored by Amplified Peace.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Amplified Peace. We are all about exploring how we can listen, learn, and live differently in this crazy world. Well, together, we want to discover the impact of empathy, the strength of unity, the power of love, and the beauty of humanity. I'm your host, Lisa Dernigan, and joining me today is my good friend, Katie O'Dell. Now, there's so many things I could say about Katie, and I'm going to keep it short because I really want her to tell you about herself, but Katie is a networker, a strategist, she's a trainer, and she is one who truly lives in the messy spaces with people, so she is truly a practitioner. She is someone that I love to connect with and just get real. And Katie works to make a difference in the lives of vulnerable children and families and is the director of AZ-127. So Katie, welcome to Amplify Peace this day. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have this conversation with you. Okay, but first we have to call out the, uh, I, I know for some people, it's, it's my data podcast, I don't care, and people living all over, but we're in Arizona and we have to talk about the heat wave right now. We're in July. Yes. We are setting record temps and like we had the highest low to yesterday, which the lowest it got to temperature wise was 97. And it was 119 yesterday. And it's supposed to be 119 today and tomorrow. So I just feel like I'm not one to want to talk about the weather. I don't bring up the weather ever. But in this case, I think it's warranted. (laughs) Yeah, I was on a
2: call with a friend in uh, Melbourne, Australia earlier this week. And we were just talking about the temperature and she was saying, and I'm not going to be able to convert this, but people can do this on their own time. She was saying, oh yeah, when it hits 40 degrees Celsius here, it's a heat wave and things shut down. And so on that day I converted and we were at 47 degrees Celsius and I was like, oh, we don't shut down. We just melt. Like, you know, we put out these extreme heat advisories,
1: but really nothing changes uh, other than we've called it something hot. Right. We just try not to go out. And when you do go out, it's like you stepped in to an open oven door, like somebody opened yes. the oven door and the blast is at you. But um, but we will survive and we are surviving and we try to stay in. Luckily, if you don't have a power outage, there's, there's air conditioning. So uh, yeah, but okay, enough about the weather, because we have so many other great things to say, but we just had to mention it. So, okay. I want you to just share a little bit about yourself and i i kind of alluded to earlier like all these gifts you have networker trainer strategist which are are all unique gifts how are you utilizing your gifts and just kind of explain a little bit of like why you do what you do and what do you do hmm
2: okay hey, not to ask a loaded question but i will i will try to give you a simple answer yeah i i i feel like my passion Um, is really to help people who are just kind of the invisible of society, I would say, you know, that often, oftentimes in the speed of it or in our, our own managing our own world and our own life, we tend to overlook, you know, someone else. And so that's kind of been my um, career or my ministry and my, just where I spend my time is trying to help uh, normal people engage with what's called the marginalized. And so I've spent the last 20 years in Phoenix area, just really being a part of, of bodies of work and of ministries that help uh, everyday people kind of connect into people that wouldn't normally fall in their storyline. Right. Mm -hmm. And to just see how we can, um, really impact
1: someone's life by stepping into their life on sometimes their worst day. Mm. You, you know, you bring up a good point because we share the same. You know, with Amplified Peace and peacemaking, we're always challenging people who are the marginalized, who are the invisible. And when you say invisible, it's really hard because they are invisible. They 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 don't have a voice. Well, they do have a voice, but it's been taken away from them most of the time. I mean, every human being has a voice. But we've silenced them many times. They're on the edges. They're considered the outcasts. And yet, so many times we get busy going from point A to point B. We're just, we're just going through life at a rhythm that we're just used to. And a lot of times to see the invisible, it requires us to slow down and, and to kind of pause, to even ask questions, but to look in different places, like what you're saying.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How, how has, how would you say we could where do you start looking for the invisible
2: yeah i don't think it's hard to i think it's a matter of asking you know yourself and god to kind of open your eyes to them because i think um we don't realize how much we just don't want to know someone else's story because it's too much you know for us or or we also you know, famously kind of live in a place of judgment of that. It was, you know, there's consequences or it's someone's fault of why they're in that, in that position. And so I think that we, we kind of need to one, get out of our circle, try new things, have different conversations with people than are maybe part of our circle, but also become listeners. I think if you learn to listen for people's, um, deeper story that's when you can you can find um how to get in contact with the the vulnerable or people who have stepped into caring for you know the vulnerable to ask them can i join you can i can i come alongside you can i experience something that's outside of my my comfort zone you know and a lot of times we
1: we don't want to be in that space or that place i so i so agree do you have a story that you find yourself sharing that has impacted you where you've seen somebody, where you have, where you've seen transformation in life because somebody did something, got involved? Um,
2: you know, we were, we were talking about heat in the summer. And there were a couple summers ago where the homeless in Arizona and, you know, they start to perish because they can't escape the heat. And so a few churches in the Valley had decided to open up kind of heat shelters. And I am reminded of this gentleman who he had just been laid off. Um, and his his friend went to the church that was hosting this, this heat shelter. And his friend said, would you just come volunteer with me? Would you come serve at this homeless day shelter is what it was. And this gentleman was really nervous he was kind of spiraling into a place of depression from being laid off you know and really just um not not doing well he was not a christian he was not a person of faith but his friend invited him will you come you know and and volunteer at this heat shelter and so they he said yes i think out of desperation he said yes you know But he went and he started volunteering daily. And this was a, he was a high level manager in a a affluent business, you know, and that business had just gone through massive layoffs and he was laid off. And so as he spent his summer serving, he, he would come back every single day. And, and we were shocked that he would come back every day because it really wasn't, There wasn't much for him to do other than to just kind of visit with people. And he, he, at the end of summer, so he served all summer long. He came every single day to this heat shelter. And at the end of summer, he just said, I need you to know that volunteering and stepping into caring about someone else's problems, even though he was facing major challenges himself, allowed me to find hope and perspective in in what what was going on in my story you know and i think that when i think of stories like that um and i just have lots of little ones i think the the point is that people need hope mm-hmm. and we can talk about hope but sometimes our actions or standing next to someone who's in a, a rough spot is what gives them the
1: hope they need for the next day, you know? I totally agree. And, and that's well said and, and taking it a day at a time, like, what do I this day to keep going? Um, What's so beautiful about that story? I mean, many things, but I believe, and I know for my life that I believe I, I discover my best self when I'm giving myself away and, and helping others and, not so into my own story and what i'm feeling but but going into somebody else's story right and being yeah. a part of that with them and it's beautiful because the person that's there is feeling valued somebody sees mm-hmm. them somebody is talking to them somebody's mm-hmm. listening to them and then for the person like this guy to go i still have something to give and i still i still see i'm not the only one that's that's suffering, right? That's hurting. We all have something. It's just different. And then, how do we connect with each other in those broken places in our lives? And it's not um, if something happens to us, it's when, because life is just, it's gonna, we're gonna continually have these moments in life. And so, how do we really show up as our best self, but also show up for others in those places? Yeah. And I think yeah. that's really important. That's where community, that's where the church, really comes in like how do we be that welcoming place, that kind of a hospital, so to speak, where people find Yeah,
2: I like to see that drink of water,
1: you know, like
2: people, people just need I'm this way too. Like there's days where the world just seems so overwhelming or ugly. And like a moment of kindness, a moment of presence, or even when you're you're in your own dark space, right? And you think, would someone show up for me? Mm -hmm. Like Who would show up for me on my worst day? And I think that's where I just believe that God calls us to show up for the vulnerable. And I think, especially in the work of foster care, I think about a child who's removed from foster care. They have been through some really bad days to find themselves in that place that they're being removed from their mom and dad. Right. And then if you are removed and you go to a group home and you don't go to a foster family, like someone didn't show up for you that day. Mm
0: -hmm. Someone
2: didn't open the door and welcome you in as a child and say on your worst day, I am going to care for you. I'm, I'm going to care for the stranger. I'm going to give you a cup of water. I'm going to, share the sweater off my back. Right. Like, and I think that's what that Matthew 25 principle is, you know, where God just calls us to do these simple acts of, of showing up for people in their hardest day, not just the people we love, but the stranger, the people we don't know. And that, that's, that requires something unique from us. You know, I I think that requires something given only by God, but so many of us don't want to like open ourselves up to kind of live outside of our circle, you know, because our circle is messy enough because that's the truth. People are messy. Humans are broken. Right. And, and so getting into caring for people more than what our circle is, that's, that's really hard. And that's, you know, I I thought of another story. Well, go ahead. Oh, good. And I'll no, no, I want to hear it. I'm, I love stories. Okay. So just thinking of like where people get to the, just this idea of hopelessness, you know, and on their hard days that there's no one there to give them that cup of water. Just last week, um, we got a call from a lawyer. We work with a lot of lawyers uh, who are helping parents fighting the system or even, you know, parents caring for kids who are in the foster care system and, And this lawyer just said, she was like, I have a client and my heart is breaking for this, this woman. She is in a domestic violence situation. She has been to every Avenue for help and she's losing hope. There's no hope. And she's, and this lawyer said, I'm losing help hope because no one, no one wants to help her. And she was like, we are just looking for a bus ticket. Um, She has family in Georgia And we are just looking for a bus ticket and I cannot find an organization that will help her, you know, with a bus ticket. And she was like, and someone said to call you. And I know this is out of your scope, you know, and I just said, I will make every call I can until we find it, you know, and, and it happened in the goodness of people in, in everyone taking their eyes off of like, what was their little circle, you know, and what their policies were or what they could do. And us realizing like, no, no, we just have to live beyond that. We have to, you know, go the extra mile. We have to love beyond that, that um, we were able. And so I got this email yesterday from this lawyer, just saying that when she finally told her client that she had secured a ticket, that she had, you know, that there was Organizations that were coming to write, she said that this client just broke down weeping of saying, I thought that God wasn't hearing me. I assumed that I was like, i had just been thrown aside, you know. And I just think, oh, that's what that's what we do when we don't love
1: beyond that, you know, and when we don't show up, yeah, and we don't take time to see. That's a powerful story because, um. Wow, that just you know, a simple thing of buying a bus ticket. I mean so and it many, wasn't
2: a lot of money. Like this how so many like, of us could do that. And yet yeah.
1: what that meant to this woman, because she thought God had rejected us. And how many of us get to a place sometimes where we feel like God is not listening or God's not there? We we yeah. all I think have a moment like, God, where are you? Like the house is on fire. Can you yeah. just stop this? Right. And yet I've never had to experience what that woman's experiencing. But yeah. But how do we, again, lean in with empathy? And I, so many times yeah. even I see situations and I go, I could have been that person. Like, why was I fortunate enough to be born in the family I was born in, in the place I was born in, in the time I was born in? I had nothing to do with that. Um, it, it's, But but I think I have a responsibility to help others that weren't fortunate, that yeah. were and and I think if every one of us would see it as a responsibility of being a human and of being a follower of Jesus. And to your point, because we love this phrase at Amplify Peace, just show up. But mm-hmm. I think sometimes we don't know how to show up because we're afraid we might say the wrong thing. We might do the wrong thing. And so we hesitate and then we do nothing. And so can you just a little bit of like, what are the simple things and the simple ways that you have seen? That well, like that, buying a bus ticket. And I love how you answered the attorney and said, I will make every phone call till we get it. It's like, you're gonna make it happen. And that's what we we want somebody to go, I will exhaust all my resources until we make it happen. That's showing up. That's showing up. And that's beautiful. How are some other ways you think if somebody's listening to this going, I don't know if I'm quite ready for a messy a real, really engaging deeply but I want to do something and I want to make a difference in somebody's life. What are the simple ways?
2: Yeah. I, I think the, the most simplest way, like one is to start, start asking the Lord a daily, like, will you show me today that person who needs a hope deposit
0: yep. that
2: person? I think you, you honestly start by posturing your heart and asking God to Um just reveal it to you through, as you walk through your normal day. You know, I think an action item is that look to expose yourself to a different circle, you know, and you can do that through volunteering. You can do that through, and, and I mean, volunteering with, with organizations that help marginalize people groups. You know what I mean? Yes. It's good to volunteer at your school and yes, it's good to uh, volunteer at church, but really try to get into a nonprofit that is helping the marginalized communities, even if you're just going to show up once, right, and, and go, go learn um, a little bit. That, that grows our empathy. Every time we learn something about a people group, our empathy grows for, for the story that we filled in incorrectly, right, and we can learn someone else's story. And so I, I think that's where we where we change, and I think those are the the simple actions of just trying to step in and give of yourself. You know, it's kind of like going on global missions trips. We and I know you're passionate about um, working internationally as well, but more when people go, God has more in store for the person who's going mm-hmm. than God really has in store for the person who you're going to visit or see. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's just kind of goes back to that, that first thing of praying and changing the posture of your heart. God has big things for us when we show up and let him, let him reveal all of his children who are in need, you know, and let, let us, let him change our heart towards all
1: of those people. I think you're absolutely right getting up and asking God, who do you want me to see today? And then be willing to look,
2: mm-hmm. right?
1: Go out, whether it's in the grocery store, whether it's in line picking up your kid from school, whether it's at in the office, wherever it is, God will put those people in front of you. And yeah. it might be as simple as just asking them a question or listening um, to, you know, just listening to them say something, right? Just, yeah. just showing up, like you said, in those places. But I do really agree. It starts with the posturing of our heart towards God and really wanting to see the people He wants us to see. Um, I saw a picture today on Facebook, actually, and I, I rarely get on Facebook, but somebody had sent me a private message, and it was it was a painting by this guy, and it showed um, Jesus at a table, and it was it was kind of this abstract painting, and it talked about Jesus who he invites to the table were the outcasts and the oddballs and and um all were welcome, you know. And it's it's and it was a beautiful picture. And it just got me thinking like it was Jesus' at the table with all these people that are hurting. And and you know the, the caption kind of said people are are hungry, right? That's who Jesus invited to the table. And I was just thinking, you know, when we think about I want to invite people to the table. We go after the ones that that are kind of in our echo chamber, right? That I fit instead of am I intentionally inviting people that are different than me? People that are hungry, that are searching, that are that are broken to sit at a table. And that's where you would find Jesus. You would have to walk over the poor to get to Jesus, right? Walk through them to get to Jesus because that's where he would be. He would be with the invisible and the marginalized. I really believe that's where he'd be hanging out in our communities. And so how do we have a heart like that? Like Jesus? Cause that's what we're called to, to be Absolutely. followers. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know, um, as you were talking, I thought about, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, he, he, he would refer to this, um, community called the beloved community, mm-hmm in his in his time and the heart of the beloved community was this idea that we carried each other's burdens and that that's totally scriptural right that we would just like what you're talking about the hungry were who sat at the table with jesus like the beloved community is is this idea that is it's god's idea for our very best it's where we experience him it's where we hear him it's where when we're waiting for the answers Um, for our deepest needs as individuals, when we're out living how he wants us to live and care for others. um, That's when he, that's when he reveals his, his nature to us for our deepest need, you know? And so there's, there's such this mystery in the ways of God of, of how, when we show up for others, God shows up for us, you know, and just this, this upside down kingdom, uh, mm-hmm. that he, he is about, you know, it doesn't make sense in the world, but his way always leads to something, um, better and more beautiful than we could
1: have ever, you know, asked or imagined. And I think that is the abundant life that he talks about yes. I think in the West and in different cultures. We always, when we read the abundant life, I came to give life abundantly. We think of success and we think of money and we think of titles, we think of that as that's the abundant life. But really the abundant life is what you just described and talked about. When we step into somebody's bad day, when mm-hmm. we step into the messiness of it all, when we step into touching somebody that's different, touching them physically and with our story, with their story, and we get to see God at work, we get to partner with him and doing miraculous things. Like even You finding somebody to purchase that ticket for that woman to go home to her family, that was miraculous. And absolutely no idea. Like that's abundant living. That's Mm -hmm. living life abundantly. When you go, Oh my gosh, I did a small gesture and God He restored a woman's hope in God. Mm -hmm. Like that ticket was so much more than the paper or than the digital thing, you know, it it wasn't a transaction. Like no. we purchasing a ticket. It was truly transformational. Yeah. Yeah. I,
2: I think it's that, that we all are wired for this beloved community. Right. And we're wired for, for hope, but when it gets so dark, we just can't find it. And so we need another person to step in and say, let me help you with the hope. Let me hold your hand. And that's what gives us
1: all the courage to, to keep, you know moving forward oh my gosh and i love i love the reminder of the beloved community because that's what we're all longing for that's what we're all searching for i want a yeah. place where i know i'm loved and where i can love and be loved right and that's what yeah. i think the heart of god you're amazing i think people can find you more at az 127.org you always just inspire and encourage me So as always, thanks for being a part of this podcast and the Amplified Peace community. For more information on living as a peacemaker in today's world, connect with us at AmplifiedPeace.com, and you can follow us on all social media. Shalom.
0: This program was sponsored by Amplified Peace.